It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what's happening, what's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. Wednesday edition of Locked On Rams. Today's show is actually brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate on your friend's recent trip. Book your own with Hotels.com. Be there, do that, get rewarded. And again, like I said last time, we are all rewarded as we have got Jake Ellenbogen, CEO of Downtown Rams. Jake how was your Memorial Day weekend, and how you doing, bud? Oh, man, you know, it was a lot of fun. I, I was able to see two movies I've been dying to see forever. Uh, finally saw, uh, don't laugh at me, but I finally saw John Wick, the first one, and uh, Mission Possible, so I feel like that was accomplished. Uh, I'm also working You're on, catching up. Yeah, I mean, I, slowly but surely. <laughs> we started with Game of Thrones, and now we're going a little bit up the uh, ante there. But, uh, you know, it was glad to do that um and then worked on a project for dtr which will uh will soon you know will soon come to fruition and i'm really looking forward to it because i think it's it's a game changer so uh that's that's what i've been up to but as always man i appreciate it i look forward to uh these uh wednesdays coming on this show and uh you know getting down to business and talking some rams yeah, no, man, I appreciate you coming on, and it was a long weekend for both of us. Uh, did a little catching up myself. Uh, was actually, Monday was looking to go see the new Aladdin movie and had a awesome, like, big lunch with a couple beers, came back, took a nap, and that was out the window. So have, I got to go see that still. Uh, we were going to hit a big weekend, to, or a, a movie to kind of close out the big weekend, but uh, pretty pretty relaxing weekend for me as well. But we're back talking Rams talking everything. You just finished up a podcast, um, your second edition of the Game of Thrones. So if you guys are fans of the show or heard the first one, go check out this one. Uh, who'd you have on guest? This have have you released that yet? Yes, uh, we we have. It was actually Benjamin Albright. So we get we get this uh, NFL insider who I would say is the best insider in the game. Like I know Adam Schefter is a reporter. Keep that in mind. So he's a reporter. I feel like Ben Albright is the best insider in the game. So Albright comes on and he's just, he's just a blast. Like, honestly, like he's come on and talk Rams ball with us. And, you know, he has that connection with, you know, being in Denver. He has that connection to Wade Phillips and like knows, you know, he he's kind of in with the Rams. Right. So, you know, we've definitely had some fun with him and like we've, you know, developed like some sort of like relationship, friendship, met him at the senior bowl. He's just a really nice guy comes on. And I mean, I- I've just been getting like tweets galore or not tweets, but like texts, like saying how funny he was. <laughs> Cause I mean, like he, it- it's funny, you know, like Brad, like you and I, like you're going to come on the halftime show someday. Oh yeah. Can't and-, wait. and people are going to be like, well, but, but I, I only I only know Brad as like the Rams guy. Like he's an actual person aside from the Rams. Like it's like that's... seeing like when you were in junior high and high school and you saw your teacher at the grocery store and you're like, what are you doing here? And you're like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm a human and getting groceries. My mom's a teacher. And every time I went anywhere with her, 
anytime kids saw her, they were like freaked out. Like, what are you doing at the mall? Mom's like, uh, shopping, you know, (laughs) but that is, you're right. You know, I think that's what makes it fun and, and check it out if you guys uh, haven't already, but yeah, to kind of grab someone that's football and talking something that we all love is in game of Thrones. It was kind of like Aaron Rodgers breakdown of game of Thrones was actually pretty awesome. I mean, you may not agree or disagree with what he actually said, but his like breakdown of, him being this elite sports star and we'll talk about quarterbacks and who's elite or not. Cause that's going to be coming up on the show too. But uh, you know, kind of hearing all that and hearing his take on it is kind of fun. So to take someone out of their arena and then hear him talk about something else uh, is pretty cool. But my follow-up question, as you were talking about Albright being one of your favorite insiders or the best insider um, and kind of saying Adam Schefter is a reporter. What's, what's the difference between an insider and a reporter and like, where does he, where does he get this info? How does he get so close to people? Like, how does that even, and not be a reporter? Like, can you explain that? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so Adam Schefter, I mean, to a degree, he is somewhat of an insider, does have that insider information, but he's mainly looking to report. Like he wants to get reports out. He's not trying to get rumors. You know what I mean? That's kind of the difference. So, uh, you know, Albright, for instance, like he gets the deets, right? So he gets the, the imminence, you know? Like, that's not a report for Adam Schefter. I mean, it might be. I guess you could consider it. But, you know, for for somebody like Ben Albright, like, he'll be like, yeah, you know, I'm hearing, you know, that Baker Mayfield is going to be drafted number one overall. And people were like, fake news. Are these, like, executive types that he's talking with? Or, like, um, are, are like close to organization? Like, who is talking? Always. You always hear the sources say, like, who's slipping the tongue. And I know some of that is, is being fed out there, you know, like they want some of this information to get out there. Some is, you know, falling through the cracks, but is it people within the organization or agents or. Yeah. I mean, really it could be all of that. Like I've, I've spoken to agents before and I've gotten some sourced material off that, um, spoken to some people within the Rams organization and the giants organization, but with, with Ben, um, he could have, I, I don't know his sources, but I mean, he could have sources anywhere. I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised. This guy is just, he's so good at networking and he doesn't kind of close himself off. Like, that's the thing. Like people will literally go on Twitter and be like, well, this Ben Albright guy doesn't know what he's talking about, but he actually does. Like, if you look at his reports, like people will then like, it's funny, you know, like Rappaport will report something and everyone on Twitter will be like, oh, wait a minute. Ben Albright was telling us this two weeks yeah. ago. We didn't listen to him. You know what I mean? So that is an insider. When you have the information, he doesn't really report it, right? He only gives like the, um, he gives like kind of what's leading up to it. So like, he'll be like, yeah, so Baker Mayfield's going to go number one overall. And everyone's going to be like, no, you're trash. You don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. It's not Baker Mayfield. And then he'll be like, yo, remember that time Baker Mayfield went number one overall and called me trash. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's kind of how it goes. You know, it's like, that's really an insider. Well, and as you're as you're spread as you're putting some of this information out there, you're you're obviously going to swing and miss on a few, right? Because people are going to give you information that they heard that they thought was true. And again, you hear Stephen, you know, misinformation going out there, so he, he's going to miss. But you're right, uh, I do see him hit a lot, and it is kind of well, funny. I, I know from personal experience. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I mean, like I, I put out the Aaron Donald numbers because that's what I was given by the same source that I got the uniform information. Because downtown Rams actually broke that uniform uh, that they were going back to the throwbacks. 
Um, you know, I was given that information from someone in the Rams organization. And then I had uh, some similar information about Aaron Donald, um, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, you know, and it's kind of like you can get sources all different ways. I mean, people can email, right? But you really like to have a face-to-face conversation before you start giving a random reporter some information. Right. So that it kind of starts at like the senior bowl, the East West shrine game, the PA bowl, um, you know, the pro bowl, uh, you know, different events, super bowl combine people are a little bit more relaxed environment, start to feel that they can, you know, chat about things. And a lot of times probably, exactly. uh, you know, it's maybe slips a little bit, but you're right. It's funny because you've been talking about the Aaron Donald contract, which we'll talk about later in the show, as well as him being around this off season. But that was about that time where, I mean, I knew of downtown Rams. I had heard of, you know, a handful of podcasts, but that is what kind of re put you on the map, on my map, as far as being like, you know, I saw a lot of, you know, big people retweeting some of the stuff that you guys have put out there. And that's when I started to really keep a little bit more closer track of you guys. And then as we've now know, here we are chatting is, you know, reached out to you and said, Hey man, let's just talk because two football guys, two Rams guys, like I'd love to get on the mic and talk about it, but it's funny that you brought that up because that was about the time where I started even going, man, I'm going to start, I got to know what this guy's talking about because he's got some things here. Um, And, you know, whether they all hit or not, or the money's exact, there was still a lot of information that was, you know, pretty accurate uh, to come in true. So obviously Aaron Donald's on the team. We're all happy about that. But um, what I just looked up, man, we're already 10 minutes into the podcast. I haven't even really gotten a true official question off, but that's why I love having you on these Wednesdays because they're very natural and fun and just having conversations. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit uh, quarterback hierarchy. Where does Goff rank in there? A little bit on that. We're going to look at Aaron Donald being back around the boys during this whole offseason and what that can really do. More on the other side, Jake Ellenbogen, Downtown Rams, Bear Motter, Lockdown Rams Wednesday right after this. All right, Jake, before we get over to that, I want to talk to you about scoring three points in the bedroom. It's not cool, man, and it can't happen. So, guys, listen up. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. That's what I'm talking about. We're in the bedroom. BlueChew.com, like the color blue, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Now, this isn't just for the guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Ladies, if you're listening, I know we got some ladies that listen to the podcast. You're nodding your head. Tell your man about this, BlueChew.com. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code LOCKEDON. All you have to do is pay the $5 shipping. BlueChew is prescribed online. Ships straight to your door. Discreet package. No in-person doctor visit. No awkward Waiting at the pharmacy, Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, so they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Again, that's BlueChew.com, like the color blue, B-L-U-E, Chew.com. Promo code locked on to try it for free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, and the faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. We'll be right back on the other side. This is where I want to be. Right here with my love. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You got chronic, don't you light it up. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Second now, segment, we are excited to have Jake Ellenbogen on. Make sure to go give him a follow at DTR on Twitter, at Downtown Rams. Also on their website, downtownrams.com. Uh, you can follow us, LA underscore Rambling Bears, the personal, Lockdown Rams, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We are also on Himalaya. Guys, you got to go check that out. Download it. It is free. Super easy to use. Has every single podcast you love or you're searching for. Personally, for me, I love it because it curates your playlist for things that you like. Themed collections of shows, podcast discoveries, comedy, mystery, thrillers, sports, all that. Puts it in for the things you like. You can like, comment, share, all that more. Check it out. Himalaya. Download it again. It's free. All of Lockdown Podcasts are on there. Uh, Jake, we left off just rambling, really. Uh, having a great time talking about all things, getting this thing rolling from Game of Thrones to Albright to opinions to insiders versus reporters. Uh, but I want to talk to you a little bit because, you know, we do the podcast uh, in the off season. We're doing it basically Monday through Thursdays when we record. Uh, and so there I am releasing my Friday episode and these new popular creating your tier of anything, which I want to say thank you for doing the Disney movies because I'm sitting here, everyone's doing quarterbacks, wide receivers, edge rushers. And I'm like, what about fast food? What about Disney movies? Let's get into the real talk. So I want to thank you for, for crossing that bridge and doing it all, not just sticking to football as we talked about in the first segment, but um, Alexis craft did one that created quite a bit of stir, which I thought it was funny because I didn't think, Hers was too off. She's calling it tear gate. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, yours put out again. Um, you know, controversy was was being talked about. So I, I just want to talk a little bit about. You know, I'll list some of the players. I'll let you kind of back up some of your choices, and then you know maybe I'll debate a few of these guys that maybe I see on a different tier. But um, I love this thing, and it's always fun ranking people. But in your elite category for quarterbacks, you had, and I'm assuming in no particular order, but maybe I'm wrong here. Uh, was Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Breeze, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, and Tom Brady in that top category. The only person I think that I would debate out of that category uh, would be Andrew Luck, even though I know he had a great comeback year. I know he had a, a, a really hot start to his career. I just don't know if I feel comfortable with him at the elite status. But the funny thing is that wasn't the most criticized guy in the elite category in yours or uh, in Alexis. It was. It seemed to be a lot of people coming at Russell Wilson, which shocked me. Um, any backing up of your elite guys? Yeah, so uh, just to start off, um, I would say... You know, for, first off, I would just say that, that it's an order. So 
Um, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. I do think he's better than Tom Brady. And if I had to say he's the goat, he's the goat. Um, you know, I don't, I don't look at rings as a measure of, uh, you know, how great a quarterback is. I think, you know, oftentimes we talk about a quarterback and we think we, you know, we, we talk more about what their accomplishments are and less about how good they are. Right. Um, so I, yeah, I lean towards Aaron Rodgers. I just think, you know, the way he plays the game, it's just another level than anybody. That is until I saw Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes is right on his tail. Right. And I got a lot of pushback for that. I mean, the dude's the MVP, right? The reigning MVP, uh, his rookie year. Uh, really, it should have been his rookie year, but they didn't give it to him, even though he started one game last year. Um, you know, I, I think to to lead your team to the AFC title game, when really a lot of people counted the Chiefs out because they had a rookie quarterback and pretty much a rookie. And, you know, he didn't have the stability that Alex Smith brought to the table. But, I mean, he ascended the Chiefs into elite, you know, status. Um, Their defense was hot garbage. That was a Patrick Mahomes-led Chiefs team. So, to me, he is elite. Um, You know, then you look at Drew Brees. I know people want to say, oh, well, he threw the interception against the Rams. Here's what I'll say to you guys. Take it, be thankful for it, but let's not <laughs> yeah, let's not trash one of. The, he might be the greatest yeah. quarterback ever because he's got yeah. the. Let's not forget we still have to see him again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he still has time to make. Yeah, exactly. So again, enjoy it, appreciate it, but let's not trash Drew Brees, uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. And then uh, Russell Wilson. Or, or sorry, I had Andrew Luck, then Russell Wilson. Andrew Luck, uh, my argument for him is I've seen this guy literally carry the Colts when they had nothing. And now they have a defense, and I think now you're going to see it all come together. Um, so I, I think Andrew Luck is somebody just that the talent level is off the charts, the mind is off the charts, just the football mind, just understanding the game. Um, you know, I just think he is incredible. And then you have Russell Wilson, who people will fight me on, but like, what has Russell Wilson done to not be considered elite? I mean, you you know, he is constantly, I mean, he's never had an offensive line worth a damn. And this guy's constantly up. He, he gets right back up after Aaron Donald tosses him 10 yards across the field, right? He, I mean, he has to literally go up against Aaron Donald, Indomitian Sue, okay? Uh, Calais Campbell for a bit until he goes to Jacksonville. Chandler Jones. Oh, by the way, he just got traded to the, <laughs> he got traded to Arizona. Yeah. You know, and that didn't stop there. Marcus Golden, you know, he, he got injured, but Marcus Golden was a stud. Let's not forget that. Michael Brockers. Oh, and by the way, we forgot about DeForest freaking Buckner. So this guy is constantly, I mean, he, uh, Alden Smith, even like, I mean, he's been around for a while, so he's gone against some nasty pass rushers, Chris Long, you know, uh, Robert Quinn, William, Hay- William Hayes, you know, like, I mean, the, the pass rushers, I can, you know, Darnell Dockett. I mean, it's just, the list is so long and he's never right. had protection worth a damn, but this guy, third round pick undersized, didn't matter. He beats out, uh, uh, Matt Flynn, uh, who they basically signed long-term. And all this guy does is win. And, and you know, that's the thing. The, these Seahawks teams should not have gone, you know, any bit. I mean, like, really, these Seahawks teams haven't been good. It's been Russell Wilson carrying them since the demise of the league. Right. And and you talk about, like, obviously, this is a Rams-focused podcast, right? We're, we understand that where we feel on the Rams. And we're supposed to hate the Seahawks, which we, 
you know, we have this understanding of where we think everyone lies in the division. But I have to mm. give credit where credit is due. And Russell Wilson is just a beast. 75 yeah. wins is the most wins by a quarterback in his first seven seasons in the NFL. He's one of five quarterbacks with 75 wins in any seven uh, season span. Tom Brady's the only player who's managed to do it twice, but the most wins uh, in the first seven years, uh, 100 and 100.3 passer rating is the second highest career passer rating in NFL history. Only Aaron Rodgers tops that, who's your number one quarterback with 103.1. Um, 21 fourth quarter comebacks, 27 game winning drives. That number is just redonkulous when you look at it. Um, 109.6 passer rating in the fourth quarter. Uh, he has the highest fourth quarter passer rating since 91. Uh, he's just, he's a monster when it comes to it. Plus 269 is a point differential in the fourth quarter. I mean, he is a closer and he's done a lot of it. Like you said, without a line, without uh, big name wide receivers, he's had a pretty good running game with Lynch. And even last year they, they had some running game, but, uh, and a solid defense, but he was the offense. I think it was two years ago where he was like the leading passer, the leading rusher, and, you know, might as well have been the leading receiver, but he was everything. He was like 80% of that offense. So I think hands down, he's elite. He, he earned his money. I just thought it was funny because I did see a lot of people coming at uh, Wilson on both of those. I think maybe it's partially the Rams hatred and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah. the, you got to give credit to the dude where, where it's deserved. Uh, we'll talk a little bit into this, uh, the next category, then we'll take a break. Uh, you go into the great category from there and you've got, Jared Goff on the first, and then you've got Roethlisberger, Rivers, Stafford. I uh, got Matt Ryan, uh, Kirk Cousins, Baker making an appearance near the top there, and Carson Wentz. Uh, was there anyone that was tough to add to that list on the great list that was borderline, um, or was that all pretty sturdy there? I think Cam Newton, um, you know, former MVP. I'm extremely critical of him, but uh, make no mistake, he's still a, a great quarterback. It's just. You know, when I, I look at the next tier, you know, below the elite, I think you have to start with Jerry Goff. Jerry Goff's the seventh best quarterback in the National Football League. And, you know, people will, you know, argue with me day in and day out about Ben Roethlisberger. Um, you know, Roethlisberger as a whole is a better quarterback. He's more accomplished. He's been around longer. We get that. But Ben Roethlisberger lost the Steelers multiple games this past year. They only needed to win one of them. I mean, they lost to the Raiders. You know, and, and then we're like, like, we're not even talking about the Denver game where they have the ball at the goal line and he throws it right into the defensive lineman. And I actually like Roethlisberger. I'm not trying to trash him, but when you make me, you know, have to stand there and back up golf, man, I'm going to be brutal to you. So yeah, Roethlisberger that. And then I look at Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers hasn't won anything. So, I mean, you know, I, I know I mentioned earlier, and this may seem contradicting, like I'm more about the player, how good they are, and not about the accolades. But Philip Rivers doesn't have a damn accolade to his credit. There's nothing there. He doesn't have, he hasn't been to a Super Bowl. <laughs> he hasn't been to a Super Bowl to lose. So you can make fun of the three points the Rams scored, but I'm sorry the Chargers haven't been there. You know, that, that one meme that like, uh, you know, <laughs> Dad, what's the Super Bowl like? I don't know, son, we're Chargers. <laughs> Well, it's like, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's like, that's kind of how I look at that is like, you know, Philip Rivers is very talented, but like, I still kind of feel like he somehow got a little overrated. It's, it's bizarre. 
I'm sorry, but you got blown out by the Patriots. I mean, they didn't even put up a fight. We can, you know, laugh about the Rams scoring three, but, you know. Yeah, I think his his consistent numbers uh, as far as yardage and touchdowns, yeah, I think it's really stats that kind of continue to put him up there. The the two people that you had up on the great that I I may not have had there, that I may have on the next category of above average or even bumped down to average, um, I know you're a big fan of Matt Stafford. I just love him. I, I, I do have to put in a total body of work again, going back to accolades and putting in, you know, you've had, a, a, yes, some roughness around you, but you had Calvin Johnson, you had a number one wide receiver and the furthest they ever got was to the playoffs once I believe. And that was about it. Uh, so him being a clutch type guy to be in the great category is tough for me to see. He, he's a lot of, he's kind of like the broke man's Favre. Like he does a lot of the, forcing the ball down the field and you know gets that gets those interceptions and things like that and he's got a hell of an arm and he's had some really great fantasy stat wise but as far as a franchise quarterback I think I'd probably knock him down a column and then Kirk Cousins I mean the the greatest we saw Kirk Cousins was in Washington with McVay and you hear them call Jared Goff a system quarterback I think Kirk Cousins was the original system quarterback of McVay and now we're seeing him kind of come back down to earth a little bit. He got paid a ton of money. And if you're making that type of money, I expect a little bit more uh, to be in the great category. And then Baker, I think I'd have him one category down and above average just because it is so new. But again, you have Mahomes up there, and I totally agree with it. Um, and he did you know, really turn that Browns team around. I just still have to see a little bit more body of work. And I think that's why I agree with you, know, you have Garoppolo in that next section because, I, I, again, the body of work. Uh, it all sounds great. It all looks good on paper, but to actually go out there and see it is a different thing. Uh, what we're going to do is actually, I want to continue on this a little bit. We'll get to Aaron down a little bit in that third segment as well. We're going to step aside, take a break. We'll be right back. More with Jake Ellenbogue in downtown Rams. Locked on Wednesday. Bear Motter right after this. This is where I want to be. Right here with my love. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry. You can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Third and final segment. Today's show is also brought to you by Grip 6 Ultra. Lightweight, no holes, no flap. It is the greatest Father's Day gift. Go to grip6.com. Has a special offer for you. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Again, that's Grip. GRIP6.com, the best belt you can ever get. They've got it there. Check it out. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. We are back. 
with Jake Ellenbogen from Downtown Rams. We're talking a little controversy over the quarterbacks, tiers, and you know how people get worked up on Twitter, and everyone's got a different opinion of everybody. Uh, we'll kind of close it out because we get into the average, we get into the above average and average, and um, you know you can pick apart everyone's list. I think the other person I'd probably take out of your above average would be Derek Carr. Um, and maybe Rosen, another guy we haven't seen a ton of yet. Alex Smith, unfortunately, broken leg. I think he'd be there if, if not for the injury. So I'll leave him alone. I'll leave. He's dealing with enough right now. Uh, but I think you pretty much nailed it on your average list. You got, you know, you got Dak over there. You've got um, Winston, who I almost would almost go below average. I think Jameis Winston's. Eh, I don't know what I. I don't know what he'd be like on another team. Maybe on another team you'd start to see him. Same with Tannehill, I think. No, I think no, he's seeing... got. He's got. Uh, what's his face now? He's got uh, Arians. Arians is the Arians is going to fix Jameis if Jameis can be fixed. I think that's the best way to explain. That it. is a great if way of Jameis, putting it. Can he be fixed? Yeah. If he can, Arians will get the best out of him, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers become scary because they legitimately have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. And I believe they got another receiver that I really like uh, for Tampa Bay that his name is escaping me. But I mean, Tampa Bay, they have they have a legit team there, you know, and, and it's going to take a little bit, you know, because they got guys like Sean Bunting and, you know, they got guys like MJ Stewart. But I mean, I really like Bruce Arians uh, kind of I mean, obviously, you know, he, he's in our conference, but um, I like that he came back to football. And I like that yeah. he waited and he picked his destination. And I like that he brought uh, Todd Bowles. Yeah, he's doing so far. He's doing everything right. But it, it's curious on why he wanted to be there. Like, I just don't see it yet. If I if I were him and I wanted to be wanted back to be in the NFL, Florida, it's a retirement home. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. It's close to his retirement home. It's close to all that action. Yeah, pretty chill down there. Um, and then the only two people you have in the below average, which I, I love and I totally agree with, and I think I'd probably throw a couple more guys down there uh, with them, but uh, is Flacco and Eli. I'd almost take Dalton, even though Dalton had a few up years. Um, I would probably put Winston Ugh. down there, and then I would probably put Case Keenum. As much as I, I love Case Keenum, I think he has had his shot almost everywhere, and I know that he's had one year with a new coordinator every year, new city, and so that may be technically not a true shot, but he's always had a shot, and he's never seemed to be able to really do what he did in college, which was just chuck the ball around the world when he was at well, it was Houston, right? And uh, it just didn't translate well for him. He's had a couple good moments, but I think he'd be down there. So I don't have any problem with your uh, below average. We'll see what Denver – uh, does with Flacco, but that's kind of how the list round up. But I, I loved it because it created a lot of debate uh, online. Some good, some bad, uh, but that's what Twitter is. You just got to take it with a grain of salt and and keep putting it out there. Alexis had a, a very good list herself, which was scrutinized, but then also critiqued it in a professional manner as well. But uh, I love this. Again, I got to say thanks for doing the the Disney version and uh, the the fast food version, but. Um, yeah, I love these things. I want to chat with you because I'm with you. I think, um, you know, going back to our guy, Jared Goff, who you had in the second category of great and the first one there is right on that. And I saw other, uh, boards broken down as almost elite or that next level elite. And I think he's there, man. I think, yeah. And, and I think he's ready to take that step. I mean, in his first three years, just looking at the production that he's done, 
Uh, and I think it was your boy Albright that put out an awesome tweet that said five QBs in NFL yes. history with a touchdown percentage of over five and an interception percentage below two and a half with a minimum of a thousand attempts, which is you know pretty pretty fair. Uh, number one was Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady two, Drew Brees three, Russell Wilson four, and your boy Jared Goff at number five. So uh, he has those type of stats. I know stats you can tweak them and put them however you want, but this is a legit one, right? You're talking about touchdown to interception ratio, and you're looking at a career of NFL. And to have him be up there with those type of guys, I think shows. Uh, what he can really get into. Before we get out of here, I want to talk a little bit about Aaron Donald. We'll close this up with about five minutes on him. Um, He's background in camp. McVay talked about him today at the press conference and just said it's really good having him back, not only for him to be in and, and start to really installing some of the plays and being around, but more being around the guys and being able to give his Aaron Donald excellence to everybody around him. So, Looking at that, we, you know, I've talked a little bit on Twitter with some people at, at his sack number at 20 and a half sacks last year was just crazy. I mean, with him being in camp now, can we expect him to go back to back with 20 sacks? Is that insane for us to ask? Or do you think he's going to kind of mold his game a little bit and become a little bit different player on that D line? Um, That's a really good question. But like to me, see, Aaron Donald is doing what he can with a fairly, I I don't want to call him weak because I do like what the Rams have on the edge, but they're not quite developed yet. So another year of Samson Ibukam getting a shot, another year of Dante Fowler, who Dante Fowler, he's either going to hit his potential and become a superstar or close to it, or he's just going to remain like this. Right. Um, And that's fine. I think if he remains in this type of, player I think he's still a starter I just don't think you know he's going to be an all pro or anything like he could have been um but you know the bottom line I mean they have Okoronkwo they have Trayvon Young um you know they they grab some edge help uh UDFA um you know our, our boy uh from Texas A&M over there uh Landis Durham who by the way I think this kid's gonna make the team um but you know I I think you know like John Franklin Myers if these guys develop Aaron Donald has more help on the edge. It's going to funnel guys into Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's issue with the sack record was that he needed to create that, right? He is rarely ever the guy that gets the sack that shouldn't get the sack. Right, right. But in order to break the record, you have to have some luck, quote unquote, like straight handed. Like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about literally like a quarterback laying down for you to break the record. <laughs> uh, oh, straight handed. Uh, I, I am talking about. <laughs> oh, man. That, uh, that's funny. Um, but what I am talking about is like, say, you know, you have the guys coming off the edge. Quarterback steps up in the pocket, steps up in Aaron Donald. Boom. That's a sack. You know what I mean? Like, or guys trying to evade. Uh, Okoronkwo, say Okoronkwo beat him off the edge and quarterback. Then like Russell Wilson, you know how he like kind of twists around and does like all his little magic tricks and all that. He runs right into Aaron Donald, doesn't even see him. Boom, sack. You know, like Aaron Donald is really the guy that creates his own production. But I, I think if, if he wants to break that record and he came close last year, but if he wants to, I and I mean, break it, I'm talking about shattering it. 
I think he has the potential to shatter it as this defense grows. Because the more help he gets, the easier it's going to be able to get those sacks, the easier it's going to be able to penetrate. Um, he's not going to get double teamed. How do you double team Aaron Donald if Michael Brockers and John Franklin Myers and you know all the edge guys end up panning out? I mean, like that's that is the thing that made Jacksonville's defense so scary, right? Because Galway started working the the kid they got from I believe Maryland. Uh, Yannick and Galway like he started taking the next level and they had Calais Campbell and they brought in Marcel Darius and now you start to see you can't double team any of these guys because you have you have mismatches all over the place with Aaron Donald right now you double team him by default but like you're not gonna be double teaming if John Franklin Myers ends up being just as good as say Brockers you know or if Brockers ascends without Sue or you know, if Clay Matthews ends up, you know, having a resurgence this year, I mean, that's really, that's the terrifying thing. Right? So I guess, as, so if the Rams get a resurgent year from Clay right. Matthews, if we, if like, he gets some help better watch on out. the outside, we're looking at a, at a different type of defense, but right now there isn't that help. So he's got to do it all himself. And you're right. He didn't really luck into a lot of sacks last year. I mean, he was getting sacks where he was pushing offensive linemen back into the quarterback and he got sacks that way. And that's not your, you know, escaping the pocket, rolling out, no crap, there's Aaron Donald, let me go down uh, type of sack that you you get over the season with some of these guys when you create pressure all over the place. But that's what I'm saying is if he can get some help, it's just my mind can't understand those numbers on what is possible for him or if he's going to try to step in and be like, okay, I'm going to focus on the run this year because I know I can get the quarterback. If I read that it's a a pass, I can then go into crazy Aaron Donald mode, think that the guy has knives on him and and find a way around him, right? Um, But maybe he starts to read a little bit different as far as run first, but I don't think that's his style. I think he's just a, like, I'm just going to go crazy and get back there type of guy, whether it's run or pass, he's going to get by you. Uh, What's a realistic number for Aaron Donald this coming year as far as sacks go? Because uh, 20 and a half is crazy. And I was trying to think, like, what is realistic? Because if I'm, like, 15, it still seems like, wow, we're, like, really trying to put a guy up there in the top three sacks of the NFL. But is that fair to say? Or w- what's your number coming in? You think that's, a, like, a fair, like, I think he's got a good chance of getting this. Um. Yeah, so, you know, I think we've already established that I'm totally insane. Uh, I have the Rams going 15 and 1. So I think Aaron Dahl breaks the record this year. Um, preach brother i'm just gonna say it you know i th- I think he i think he gets 23 and a half 23 that's and why half. i like having you on jake because you're um, not afraid to say it i'm sitting here dancing around going 20's crazy man how can he do more like i'm wanting you to go over because like just the way as you put it together and adding some pieces and fowler getting that contract taking ownership of being on this team even though he missed the flight oh, yeah. today to come to otas mcveigh didn't seem very happy about it but Oh, he said yeah. he communicated yeah. and he's, you know, at least he's getting better on that front, you know, not hiding things and running from his problems. He's, he's, you know, good communication with the team, but that's way early. And I don't think that's a big issue long-term, but if we have one of those guys step up on the outside, I, I don't see how his number isn't close. I think I'm sitting around that 18 mark. Forgot about Greg Gaines. Too. Yeah. And Greg Gaines, he, <laughs> he's going to help up the middle. So and Mo Fox. I got him at like 18 because I mean, he had six games last year with multiple sacks and a couple of those, one was three, he also had four games without a sack and four games without a sack, which a year. Yeah. Which is mind blowing. And that's kind of what got me thinking is going, man, he didn't get sacked till week four. Like if he just got one of those, like you said, quarterback rolls out, no crap. There he is. Let me just fold it and he gets to touch him. 
I mean, a lot of Aaron Donald sacks are the guy's running for his life and he's grabbing one hand and tossing him, uh, which are my favorite sacks, by the way, when he just disrespects the quarterback. And I will get, he's oh, gotten I away with it. a lot of, you know, especially the NFL is really touchy these days. He's gotten away with a lot. I mean, there was one in the Super Bowl uh, with Tom Brady that I thought they were going to get him for because Tom Brady is like, you know, the Lombardi trophy himself. Like nobody should be able to touch that. But um, yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see him around camp. Get, you know, the, you talked about it earlier. John Franklin Meyer getting to pick the brain. Greg Gaines on the inside being able to work next to oh, yeah. Aaron Donald for those three, four weeks when we come back and just being able to kind of grow that much where last year he wasn't around. And I know he's got a really good offseason training program, so we're not worried when he's not here. But uh, it's nice for him to finally, you know, he's coming into this. I don't want to say he's a veteran now, but he's coming into that where he's transitioning from not being a young guy anymore to being, you know, knowing the NFL where he's going to want to take on a bigger role as far as a leadership role vocally, being there, helping out the guys, staying out to practice, putting in that work and showing them how to be a professional on this team. And that's going to really grow us as a defense. So having around is nothing but good stuff. Uh, I'm with McVeigh on that. He seemed like a giddy schoolboy today when he was talking about him hanging around. So, um, <laughs> But I want to bring that up, make sure we got it in. We always have great chats here. Uh, Jake, I appreciate oh, yeah, it man. so much. Guys, make sure to go give him a follow at DTR. Check out the website. Check out the halftime show. They just put up part two of Game of Thrones chat, which I will be listening tomorrow during work. Uh, sounds like it was an awesome one with Albright. So check all that out. He's got tons of stuff going up all over the place. And uh, Jake, we appreciate it, man. We look forward to talking to you again. Oh, absolutely, man. Always a pleasure. Uh, you know, a lot of fun. And um, I'm I'm looking forward to, uh, to the future because, you know, I did mention that project that I'm doing. Uh, that should be dropping relatively soon. And uh, I appreciate that you're into the halftime show because I, I know <laughs> for every person that we have like you that, oh, wow, this is a great idea. We do have those people as Alexis uh, has found <laughs> out the whole hashtag stick to football type of crew. Yeah. Hey, you know uh, what? Hate is real. If you're not getting hated yeah, on, so. you ain't doing enough. Right. So uh, appreciate the hate. Yeah. I appreciate everyone that listens and uh jake i love it that's what we like to call a tease stay tuned he's got a few other things up his sleeve uh we'll be talking about that over the next couple weeks as things develop but uh with that being said you know what it is rams nation until next time peace this is where i want to be right here with my stuff Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.